This is Dream Talk Radio. I'm your host, Ann Hill, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Keith Dalman, who is a teacher of Dzogchen and uh, has 40 years' experience as a translator of Vajrayana Buddhist and Dzogchen texts. He is a teacher of international stature, and I feel very fortunate to have you in my kitchen today. Keith, welcome. Thank you very much. Great to be here. I'm so glad this worked out. So uh, we will be talking about dreams in Dzogchen, but first of all, I would like you to just describe for our listeners where your uh, specialty fits into the broader canvas of Buddhism. Dzogchen is really the quintessence of Tibetan Buddhism. That's Vajrayana, the, the, the main tradition of the Lamas. Uh, Dzogchen has been carried by the, the Lamas for the last 1500 years since it was taken out of the Indian context and taught in Tibet by some of the great personalities of uh, mm-hmm. Tibetan uh, literature, mysticism. Dzogchen in general is taught as the the end of the path of Vajrayana Buddhism, which is a very long and arduous, progressive, graduated spiritual course. But Dzogchen can also be taken out of the Vajrayana context and uh, and taught by itself. It's not dependent upon its precedence in the Buddhist tradition. It's something that is better known in other cultures as the uh, the mysticism of Mm -hmm. non-dualism. I think one of your uh, books that you've translated is called Natural Perfection. Is that one way that you would translate Dzogchen? Yes, that Mm -hmm. is uh, you could call that a textbook of Dzogchen Mm -hmm. uh, written Mm -hmm. by one of the great exponents of mm-hmm. the, the tradition. Mm-hmm. So, what, is, what does Dzogchen have to say about dreams? How are dreams perceived? Well, the, Dzogchen is a 24-hour-a-day meditation, mm-hmm. and the, the, that 24 hours is comprised of the awakening, awakened state, and then the dream state, and then the, the state of uh, deep sleep. And in the awakening state, the awakened state, there there are also uh, peculiar bardos like the bardo of meditation. But the dreams form a very specific part of the twenty-four hours, and Dzogchen takes great uh, notice of the dream state. Mm-hmm. It sounds like lucidity, sort of a twenty-four hour lucidity practice, as we would say here. The, the, the main thing about dreams is not their form, their content. It doesn't matter whether they're, you're dreaming pure lands mm. or having nightmares. The fact of the dream state, how it is, is most significant because that's the best analogue that we have for the awakening state. That's mm. how we would like to be experiencing the awakened state. Maybe it's lucid dreaming that is most valuable in that respect. Mm. What is lucid dreaming? Uh, it seems to vary according to who is describing it, but in this context, I, I would say that 
first of all, it is an intensity of light. After that, it is it 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 it, it is light that illuminates whatever is going on. It illuminates the form, and that form is totally without substance. It's illusion, and it's composed not of substantial uh, blocks of solid matter or indeed solid bodies of solid colour but rather it's like a speckled or pixelated reality mm. and it's that that is perhaps the most important aspect of the dream that it's illusory and is composed of that pixelated like there's nothing substantial there mm. and, and that we could call lucid dream now is another characteristic of the dream that uh, is very important and and that is the relationship of the dreamer to the dream and in this lucid dream reality it it seems that the the distinction between the dreamer and the dreamer is at least fuzzy or, or and perhaps we could say that there is no ident no distinction there or we could use the metaphor of the, the dream happening within the dreamer. The dreamer is the, a bubble in which the dream is actually emanated. Mm -hmm. And it's that, the characteristics of this lucid dream that we say, this is actually what's happening in mm -hmm. the awakened state. And, uh, and if, in, uh, and through the process of initiation or recognition of mind's nature, we can actually make make it so that there's not much distinction between the two and you don't know whether you're dreaming in the awakened state or are, are in the awakened state as a dream. That's fascinating. I was just uh, remembering as you were saying that, that one of the techniques for stimulating lucid dreams would be every time you set something up, for instance, every time I walk through a doorway, I touch the doorway and I say, is this a dream? And if the reality around me is relatively stable, then the answer is no, this isn't a dream, this is actually waking life. But then that technique bleeds through into dreaming consciousness so that next time I'm dreaming at night that I'm walking through a doorway, I'll automatically, because I've just entrained myself, I'll automatically touch the doorway and say, am I dreaming? Is this a dream? And then the answer would be yes, and then suddenly I'm awake within my dream. <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, you mean remaining awake in the dream? Remain, well, for as long as, as you can sustain that, that is a question. Do we have an option of sustaining it or not? Uh, as far as I'm concerned, no, it's pretty much hit and miss for me. <laughs> it's, it's, it's determined by other than one's own That's right. self, uh, mm -hmm. one's own intellect. Yes, and the awakening of the dream, although uh, science may have its own opinion, it seems to me that as one recognizes the, the, the dream, and comes out of it. This is a very short period of time. In fact, it might be a, a timeless moment, mm -hmm. which again is what we want to see the dream as if it's going to provide the permanent analogy to the waking state, because the waking state is 
a continuum of timeless moments in this Dzogchen view. Mm -hmm. So in your teaching of Dzogchen, do you teach particular techniques that take the meditative state into sleep? Uh, no, we do not teach techniques in, uh, of meditation. We teach merely that simply sitting and doing nothing is the perfect meditative state, and we call that non-meditation. Mm -hmm. Now, if you fall into dream, that's perfect. Uh, that, that's mm -hmm. just fine. We, mm -hmm. uh, but we don't have any techniques to mm -hmm. induce that okay. dream state. So, if, Although I should say that at night... There is a standard technique mm -hmm. uh, for falling into dream from the, the waking state, mm -hmm. and that simply is the visualization of a particular seed syllable in the heart mm -hmm. center as you go into sleep, in the last moment of waking mm -hmm. control. So maybe you can explain where, where these things come from. Um, in my admittedly limited knowledge of Tibetan Buddhist practice around dreams. I've read some teachings around which side to sleep on to induce dreams of various sorts, mm. or the, the sort of holding one nostril closed. I mean, is that, is, is that more the Vajrayana context and not so much the Dzogchen? That's true. No, it, it is Vajrayana, but it also applies to Dzogchen. It applies mm. to whoever dreams and wants to dream best. Mm -hmm. and, that is to assume the position of the Buddha Sakyamuni in his Parinirvana posture, the one lying on his right side, holding his, uh, his the left side of his face in the palm of his hand, and with his legs outstretched one on the other. This, uh, yeah. for one thing, gives the liver support. Um, I'm not an anatomist. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but that's what mm -hmm. the, what is said by the lamas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, it doesn't sound like what we would, what Westerners mostly think of when we think about dreams, working with dreams, which is basically interpretation practices. That is not really in the lexicon of what uh, of of where Tibetan Buddhism goes with dreams. Is that correct? In Vajrayana, there, there's a lot to be said about the, the content of dreams and manipulation of, in the dream state. Mm -hmm. In Dzogchen, in we're not concerned the least about uh, the, uh, the form of the dream. In, in fact, if there is any stricture governing dreams, then it is simply let it be, leave it alone, mm -hmm. let it go as it will. Don't manipulate it. Mm -hmm. Uh, whereas uh, in dream yoga in the Vajrayana, you can determine uh, your shape and form and, and the, your location in the in the cosmos and in activity and so on. You can write your own movie script for yourself in the, mm -hmm. in the dream. That's mm -hmm. that's not the Dzogchen method. Dzogchen method is essentially. Let it be, leave it alone, let it fall into its own place, and thereby, in that state of greatest potency, it will produce the most mm -hmm. magnificent uh, mm -hmm. emanation. Which sounds simple, sort of accepting the perfection of every moment, but in 
practice, it's incredibly difficult because what if it's a really uncomfortable moment? <laughs> um, uh, that, yes, uh, and if you're looking from outside, I think that, that we, we can accept that. But mm. if you're looking from within and relaxing into a place of equanimity where both the, the fair and the foul are equally mm-hmm. acceptable, then uh, well, with a, uh, a little bit of experience mm-hmm. of their equality, mm-hmm. then th- th- it's not such a difficult place mm. to remain in and to uh-huh. develop. So how would you advise somebody who's had just a really wrenching nightmare? Um, if, if the fair and the foul are equal in, in this state of, of mind, how would you, would there be anything to do or any sense of um, uh, reciprocity or with the dream when the person is awake? Well, no. I, I think that, the, the, that you can say that unqualified. Uh, no, uh, that the answer or the, the manner of deracinating the, the mm-hmm. dream is, uh, again, simply to sit and experience its nature mm-hmm. with the, knowing the light out of which it is created, the light of the, uh, of the nightmare and the light of the, the the pure land is identical and it, it's that which we are looking at and we're ignoring mm-hmm. the uh, the attributes the the hooks which pull our emotions in one way or another mm-hmm. and that in, in the same way in the waking state it's the same actually mm-hmm. it's the same meditation or it's the same non meditation we do nothing we simply let it be and if you have that experience in the dream state if you're karmically blessed, if you're lucky, mm. then you will develop that. Mm. And it will assist you in the recognition mm. of any, the whole, the whole gamut of emotion that human beings are capable of, of recognizing that as simply light form in the awakened state. Mm-hmm. So it would, be a, it would be a meditative practice then, sitting... In that sort of non non striving type of meditation, in the awakened state. In the awakened state. Yes. At, on waking with a disturbing nightmare. Well, on waking with a disturbing nightmare, very practically, you just, you just sit up and breathe. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, we we use we use shouts also to clear the mind, uh, settle the emotions, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the like the the silly like ho like something like that mm-hmm. to uh, blow the blow the dream away. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating, and you know, and I, and I and I see how that could work for um, probably for myself, not with something that has completely hooked my emotions. If I had a dream, for instance, about something that has happened to my children. There's no way I'm going to be able to sit down and meditate on that, but I can see where developing that capacity, developing the equanimity. What would you do then if you were if you awake, ah. uh, woke out of a, such a dream? I would call them up. You call them up. <laughs> How are things going? Yes, that's good. That's good yeah. too. But <laughs> I, I think first of all, you have to settle your own mind yes. and recognize that it's a product of your own mind and that your children are perfectly mm-hmm. okay. Mm. No. So settling the mind. 
What about precognitive content in dreams? I know that there is some, there's some precedent for this in Buddhist texts. Do you encounter that much in your teaching or your experience? Personally, I, I've, I have had, of course, I've had those kinds of dreams, but I, I'm not snowed under with them. And I know some people are. Uh, the, the, it's a matter, perhaps, of uh, sensitivity to, to that kind of intentionality. Uh, we see space-time as illusion mm-hmm. created by the, the mechanisms of the relative mind. And reality as such doesn't have the parameters that of space and time. And in that reality, anything happens, you know, everything and whatever has happened and whatever will happen, mm-hmm. it's all potential in that moment of reality. So mm-hmm. the, the precognition is a normal thing in, mm-hmm. in that context. So would you be likely to... Uh to act on precognition in a dream, or simply sort of let it flow through and not get not uh, get all attached to it. Yeah, I think probably the latter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> but it doesn't sound like that's a um, like that's true in in all of Buddhism. Is that correct? Am I correct in that assumption that there would be some schools of Buddhism who would that would treat that material differently? Yes, I think so. In in so far as skillful means is central in Vajrayana Buddhism, which which is to a large extent about control mm. and, and manipulating things to work out for the best for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you 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 dream you, dream can be manipulated to that end. Mm-hmm. But that wouldn't be something that you would advise people necessarily. Oh, I, I might. Uh, I, I, and that's not pure Dzogchen. Oh, uh, uh-huh. the, 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 the instruction on dream in Dzogchen is what I've, I've already said. It's mm-hmm. just let it alone and let mm-hmm. it be. And mm-hmm. uh, that's the, the way that the best result will arise. One of the other things that I've picked up somewhere along the way about dreams in Tibetan Buddhism is that realizing that it's all a dream, that practice of realizing that it's all a dream, Mm. is preparation for death, basically. So that when we die, we realize, where we go through these levels of bardo, we realize, oh, this is a a dream, right? And finding that light, so we're heading towards the light uh, once we pass over, is is that correct, or would you say that that's true in Dzogchen? This is tr- this is certainly correct in the lower reaches of Vajrayana, but in the higher reaches of Vajrayana and Dzogchen, we realize that it, it's all a dream in order to liberate ourselves to gain the greatest blessing out of the moment of, mm-hmm. in this lifetime. In this lifetime. In this so lifetime. there's no sense of striving towards. Yeah. That's the, the that's the principal side effect, which right. arise, arises mm-hmm. adventitiously, and it's certainly not a small thing. Right. Interesting. This is fascinating. I'm so happy to have this conversation. <laughs> now, is there anything else you would like to say in particular about sleep or dream or just the state of awareness? 
No, I, I would reiterate simply that, that let's dream as much as we can and focus on the light of the dream and its apparent self-awareness and its intensity and leave the content of the dream to manifest as it will mm. and not be attached to it. Mm. And are there any written sources or resources that you would direct people to if they want to learn more about this? Uh, there's, there's two or three books written on dream yoga in okay. Vajrayana, mm -hmm. but uh, nothing that I know of in Dzogchen. Oh, okay. Well, then we should direct people to your website, which is keithdowman.net. Yes, indeed. Where you've got a bunch of stuff written, tons of articles and information. There's a lot of stuff there on, on Vajrayana and also Zonkin, but not so much on, on Dream, I'm uh, afraid. Yeah, well, that's it, but it's a wealth of information. And you also have books published and... Well, uh, to go to the, the published works page in, on my site and look at the tr translations of the original sources of... Dzogchen, perhaps that's the the uh, the jewel of the mm. of the website. Oh, fantastic! And uh, one last question for you: as far as Dzogchen and as far as your work as a teacher, what what is the what what are you sort of chewing on right now? What are you working on? Well, Dzogchen has been secret or a hidden jewel in the Vajrayana tradition for 1500 years in Tibet and now uh, with the Tibetan diaspora across the world it's coming into the light of day and my feeling is that the original text and the commentaries upon it should be made more available and uh, the, the, the way that I see that happening is through e-publishing. And so I'm turning what books, uh, rights I have uh, into e-books, mm -hmm. which uh, give me a year. Okay. And we, we should have uh, six or eight of my books available on the web. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, Keith Dowman, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you very much. Delighted. That wraps up another Dream Talk Radio podcast. I'm Anne Hill, and you can find my past shows at dreamtalkradio.net and on iTunes. Be sure and join the Dream Talk Radio Facebook page or follow me on Twitter at Anne Hill to get announcements about future shows. Thanks for listening.